Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Hi, welcome back to the front line. This is Pastor Chavez and Brother Chessie Pena. And we, this is the front line. We're still talking about servant leadership. Uh, we hope you've gotten a lot out of the last seven, I think, seven episodes we've yeah. got out. Seems like a long way from yeah. where we started. <clears throat> um, we started this six months ago, and we have seven episodes. <laughs> <laughs> schedules, you know, I blame it on the schedules. I, yeah, sometimes, I but, blame it on the rain. But, um, but yeah, so we're going to do a little recap, and then we're going we're gonna to go over, actually, I think quite a bit, because we're going to talk about a lot of the characteristics today that we have discussed in the past in regards to servant leadership. Um, and then we'll see where this takes us. Uh, but in the last few episodes, we have defined some things. If you've missed those, you need to go back and you need to listen to them. Um, you won't really catch a lot if you don't listen to those first seven episodes at least. Um, and you owe it to yourself. You know what? At least go listen to the one with, with, uh, uh, brother Sam Howard. That was a tremendous time. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that one, you need to go listen to that one. It's somewhere between episode one and seven. <laughs> so if you go listen to those, you'll run into that one somewhere. Um, and you'll learn something and we're going to hopefully do another one with him, uh, pretty soon and have a lot of good things going on. But servant leadership is what we believe one of the most, if not the most should be the most prominent style of leadership within the church. Um, and it should really rule. It rule, needs to rule the day in our lives. Servant leadership. Jesus Christ was a servant leader. Um, one of the most important aspects, or one of the important, I keep saying it like that, one of the important aspects of servant leadership is self-evaluation. <clears throat> um, we had an episode dedicated to that. Yeah, we discussed self-evaluation, just being able to really understand where you need work as a servant leader. Um, and, th and that can be hard if you, I know we've kind of talked about surrounding yourself and getting good feedback from uh, maybe your pastor or if you have a mentor in your life. Um, that could be something where you're, you know, you don't want to have your ears tickled about it. You don't want to have um, people telling you, yeah, you're doing great when you could use some work in some areas. Um, I know me personally, uh, you know, I love the relationship that me and my pastor have right now. Um, you know, he, he definitely doesn't hold any punches, but it's, it's good for me. It, and I, and as long as I understand that and remind myself, it's, it's very, very easy, um, not to get offended, um, with the way that my pastor does have that relationship. And, you know, and if I'm talking to maybe speaking to someone as who's a mentor right now, that is mentoring a servant leader, um, you know, they need that good feedback, uh, you know, right. And, and find in that relationship where it best, uh, works, but also um, speaking to you, servant leader, uh, you have to understand you will get that feedback and you cannot have hurt feelings about it. You have right. to just press on and, and, and allow the uh, man of God in your life to forge you and to make you into that good servant leader. Right. A uh, hard thing to do is um, humble yourself Yeah. for self-evaluation. Right. right. If someone's going to evaluate you, Self-evaluation isn't just you finding your own faults. If someone's going to tell you you're falling short, you need to evaluate that within yourself and say, man, I, I'm really falling short. I'm, I, I need to fi figure this out, fix this, figure this out. Your pastor, whoever that's there, which hopefully if you're in the church, your pastor kind of is evaluating you. If you're a, a, a lay minister in the church or you're a, a servant leader within the church, and he looks at you and says, you know, you're pretty passionate about what you're saying, but maybe you lack biblical knowledge or examples, or maybe you lack even saying it the way that it should be said. Some people have a hard time accepting that a pastor that would say, you know, you could have said that better, well, that, that becomes, that, that can really hurt someone's feelings. And so you got to grow thicker skin and self-evaluate and realize you're not being attacked. You're being made better. So 
self-evaluate is when someone bring your pastor brings that to your attention and says, Hey, you're lacking this. Evaluate that in yourself and figure out a way to fix it. Don't figure out a way to say he's wrong. Don't figure out a way to say, well, that's not true. Or I had an off day. No, get a fix in place and work on it. Yeah. Work on it. You know, I was smiling when you're, when you're talking about this, because I've mentioned this before, mm-hmm. but my son is like my number one fan Yeah, and I can do no wrong. So maybe that means I love, you Noah, but maybe I won't listen to no, <laughs> right. You might want only going to, he's only going to tell me, dad, you're doing great, you know? And it's I appreciate great. that, but like, I really do want, I want to be better. And if, if we listen to the opinions and the advice of people that they, they know we just need, you know, encouragement, you know, which is good at times, but we definitely want to be challenged. We want to make ourselves, uh, you know, a better servant leader. We, um, we were talking about also, and this is going to help recap another episode we did, communication. Right. If you're not a good communicator, you need to learn how to listen effectively how to get a message across. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. You could have said it better this way, you know, Absolutely. Kind of knowing yep. who you're talking to and, and when it's appropriate time right. to say something a certain way. Right. Right. And there's nothing, you know, that what a great way to, uh, if you're a preacher, a good way to self-evaluate yourself is go back and listen to your message. Oh yeah. Go back and listen to your message and say, man, I, that's, I remember feeling that, but I said it, I didn't say it exactly yeah. like I should have. Tweak um, it for next time. Yeah. Tweak it for the next time. God yeah. prompts you on that. Uh, communication is a big deal. Self self evaluation; these things need to be a priority. Now, there are a lot of characteristics that servant leaders need to have that you need to develop. A lot of different characteristics, because it's not like leadership; it's not like just leading somebody. Um, you have to have certain characteristics in your life, in your walk with God, in your profession, in your home that you display. Certain characteristics that you've got. You've got to have, if you don't have them, you need to work on them and you do need to work on them. You can't say, well, I can do it without this one. No, you need to work on all of these characteristics. One of them is called empathy. You need to be a servant leader. You need to be an empathetic person, Um, which means you will have to put into practice what you're preaching. You can't tell somebody to do something if you have not done it, um, well, now we're talking about servant leadership. We can define that differently from spirituality. And we had an episode where we talked about the difference between a manager and a leader. We talked about taking people where you've not been. Now that's leadership. But now when we're talking about developing characteristics of it is Um, don't tell somebody to suck it up buttercup when you've never sat in their seat. Yeah. If you haven't sat in their shoes and know what they're going through, then how you approach someone or how you talk to people that you're supposed to be leading, you really should be serving is really important. And so you need to develop the characteristic of empathy um, in order to effectively serve people which means you have to understand sometimes their daily life and what they go through. If you're not empathetic to them, you're going to have conflict. You're going to end up having conflict. That person doesn't know what I'm going through. They don't know really what's happening. And that's going to become the excuse. And it's going to be a very prevalent excuse. It's going to be a very prevalent excuse. And eventually they're going to stop talking to you. um, And you're going to wonder why they shut down. Right. Pastor, you had mentioned, like, um, just in our talking conversations, I know you've mentioned that you did this um, program where you're help, helping the youth, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you had to um, use a lot of empathy in that because, I mean, these youth probably experienced things or went through things that you would help them out through that you yeah. had never experienced in life. Can you can you remember a situation where you had to really dial in, or maybe it was the first time that you had to really exercise empathy and oh yeah i I actually remember a lot of them and and (laughs) it 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 is something that has actually sank into my ministry personally to help me stay balanced and help me to remember this because so i worked for this academy and every every young person i think i may have told the story before or not but it really needs to ring true and sink in our heads especially when you're dealing with people when you're servant leading people and you're trying to help people grow you really got to let this sink in. Um, 
I dealt with thousands of young people, in particular, male and female, both sides, boys and girls, and their stories are all the same. And we had young people from broken backgrounds. There wasn't like there was a few good ones and then a bad one. They were all from very broken backgrounds. We're talking either molestation, drug abuse, sexual trafficking, a lot of issues and problems, and they were all from that. And when I was running the certain department, I was running the clinical department, a lot of times they would open up to me or someone, one member of my staff first because they just, and we saw them more um, than anyone else in the beginning. And they eventually would open up to us and say, you know, I was trafficked by my family or I was, this happened to me or that happened to me, molested, whatever you want to put on there. This horrible thing would happen to me. And at first, when I first started the job, you know, your heart breaks. You're like, oh, you're, you're really, your heart does break and they're weeping and they're crying. And then 50 of them have the same story. hundred, a thousand, 2000, 3000. I've gone through four or 5,000 of them now. And eventually I get to the point where I'm like, well, here comes another one. Same story. Yeah. And I was losing empathy to them. Even though I've heard the story 5,000 times, this was the first time they told that story. Right. And that takes a lot for someone to... It takes an extreme amount of courage, courage. And, and, and willingness to change to admit these things. But I heard this story 5,000 times. I understand, yeah. And so I started treating them like... I mean, I wasn't telling them this, of course, but be like a number. Well, I've heard it before. You can get through it. Trust me. There's a lot of people before you that went through this and you can get through it too. And I treat them that way. And I even speak to them that way. Mm. Now, sometimes when you're in the church and you're dealing with souls, you're dealing with people or you're on the job and you come and you deal with sometimes people with sometimes they have that same story over. Well, everybody's got to do it. And you lose your empathy towards them, which is that ability to feel what they're feeling, to know that they're hurting. If you're a servant leader and you're you're trying to be a servant leader, you can't let those things become the norm. You can't just pass by those feelings. That's the first time that person may have ever opened up. That's the first time they may ever they may have ever tried to be that. Right. And if you lose empathy, you are not going to lead people. You're going to start destroying lives. You're going to start hurting others to realize they have, this is the first time they've ever talked. This is the first time they've ever told that story. This is the first time they've ever maybe expressed an emotion to someone. They've been emotionless to everybody else. And they thought in the church, they could finally show emotions. And then you turned them off because you treated them like, well, we've heard this story 5,000 times. So if you're going to be a servant leader, one of the primary things you need to develop is empathy. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I know even just in my, uh, in my career, there was a time where I was a flight chief, and basically what I did is I kind of supervised. I was over uh, about 60 people, um, you know, just making schedule, making sure that, uh, you know, they all account, um, they're accountable for work and, and things like that. But one of the things that I I kind of really enjoyed doing mm-hmm. um, was helping people to, with situations, regardless of what they were. Sometimes it was easy as I'd have um, airmen that really wanted to be officers, right? They wanted to go from being enlisted to the officer's corps, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I never did that in my career, nor was I interested in pursuing that. But what I did do was um, pass them along to, hey, I know this officer. I got a really good relationship with this lieutenant. Let me put you on to him, and then he will, you know, he or she will help you and guide you and and give you the advice of all the things that you need to do to become an officer. Um, Some of the harder times was, (laughs) and I knew I I was in for it, when they would walk in my office, you know, I had an open door policy, meaning any issue you you have, you know, as long as you ran, ran through your chain of command, you can you, you can bring, bring it, it to me. me. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes their supervisor wasn't available or, you know, deployed or whatever. Um, but they would always come in my office, and when that door closed behind them, I'm like, oh, you know, this is this is a personal, this is a serious matter. conversation. Yeah, and, it, and the the even the the environment in the room turns a lot more serious. If you know, right. hey, sir, can I have a moment of your time? They'll close the door and and. That's where, you know, a lot of times, like, <clears throat> I, I think by the grace of God, I've never been through divorce. Right. But I'm helping these men with divorce. Hey, while I was right. on this deployment, you know, maybe, you know, X, Y, and Z happened. Or, 
just whatever it was. And, and I can say like, you know, you really have to practice empathy because that's a situation that they're, they're at their wits end. They're, they're, they're right. done. They're willing to go to somebody. It's that bad. And I know there's been issues. I'm well, I mean, just that I've had where it's like, oh, I can take care of it. I can, I can shoulder it. You know, I can go a little bit further, but I know when I really need help, I will break down and I'll be like, Hey, I got to go to my pastor about this. Right. I got to go to, Absolutely. you know, whoever the, the, the godly counsel I have in my life is, I need to go to them about this. And, right. and when I, when I go to somebody, I hope, I hope that they are going to use empathy right. for my situation. Right. So we're, we'll, let's bring out two in the stories you just told us, bring out two things. Number one, with the, the gentleman that wanted to be an officer you're going to have to fill his excitement right. to help him get where he wants to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Otherwise you'll be like, well, I'll just go over there. You'll be fine. Right. Cause and, it was nothing I ever pursued. So it right. really, um, you know, one, I was, I, you know, I didn't feel equipped, but I'm like, Hey, hold on. I know, I know other, you know, officers that are, are, they're willing to help enlisted folk, you know, especially on that path. Right. So when I, and I trusted certain ones, like I trust this officer because I know he, he's a, he's a really good Lieutenant. So let right. me, let me put you onto that guy, you know? Absolutely. And then you have, you know, on the other hand, the one that's on the bad side of things. And that is he's going through a divorce or whatever it is that's going on. And you have to be empathetic to that person because their life is falling apart. Yeah. Their life is falling apart and it's going to change as we know it. And, uh, uh, in the service, our job is not just to complete the mission, but it's also to, uh, uh, how would you say to help them live the best quality of life that they can on this mission? Right. So help them walk them through this. And you have to do that with empathy. You have to do that with empathy on either side. You need to be empathetic to what's going on. Cause if not, you're going to lose morale really fast. And now let's relate this to the church. You're going to be a, a soul winner. You cannot be a soul winner without empathy. Empathy. Absolutely. You cannot be a soul winner without being empathetic to where they are at. And the, our church here has heard me say this so many times. People aren't going to listen to the gospel if they're starving. Yeah. If they are starving and they've, they've got chaos in their life, a lot of times they are not going to sit down with you with a Bible study. But if you can be empathetic with them, help them with their situation— I mean, my wife and I have even gone as far as helping people clean their environments up. Mm. So helping them house clean. So that way they feel like they have a place that they can sit and study the word of God or listen to a preaching because you have to be empathetic to what they're going through. They're chaos in their mind. They're chaotic in their feelings and their kids are running wild or whatever it is that's going on. They have no peace in them. And that's the feeling that they're going through. Well, you need to, as a servant leader, be empathetic to what they're feeling. What is that person? Why is that? So if you're, if you're discipling someone in the church and it's just like, they're not doing what you ask them to do. And even me as pastor, I, I kind of cringe when I, when I hear sometimes like, you're just not doing what I want you to do. (laughs) No. Why aren't you doing what I want you? What's getting in the way? Probably a deeper problem or yeah. A root to why there There is. What's the issue? What's the problem? And now let's feel that. Let's figure that out. Yeah. So I can help you. But the only way you're going to do that is you feel empathetic and towards them instead of just, well, you're not doing what I said. You don't want help. Move on. Write them off. Right. Write them off. Yeah. That it's a horrible thing. And in, in the church, we lose a lot of people because we're simply not empathetic to them and what they're going through. We lose new converts. We lose guests because we're not empathetic. Well, that means people might take advantage. You know what it does? Let's just leave it at that. It does mean that. Yeah. But what about the ones that are not going to take advantage? Right. Those are those are the ones we need to find. And I think there's a comp- there there there's a I say compromise in being uncompromisable. Like mm-hmm. you can you can go up to a, a certain point but like hey, I can't, you know, some things the way we live is uncompromisable. Right. The the way we dedicate, you know, consecrate ourselves unto God is like, uh, you know, you don't you don't wiggle off that. I I won't, you know, you don't want to go do a, a Bible study at a bar. Right. Know? But but you can help that person who who would normally be at a bar. You can do a Bible study with them in the comfort right. of you know their home if they're comfortable to allow you in at the church wherever. But it's you know right. there there are some things that you know you a good servant leader. It just sounds like by what you're saying, you got to go the extra mile. You got to go the extra yeah. mile now. 
if we want to define it a little bit further, I'm not talking about going out and paying people's bills irresponsibly. Um, you go out and you start giving people money to try to get them to come to church and get them to live for God. You're going to find out that's the only reason why they're living for God. Right. Yeah. I've seen that, it and I've seen it and that's, yeah. that's sad. And I, I applaud and com, uh, commend that, but it, it's, they didn't stick around. The people normally did not. Right. Stick around. It, it generally doesn't happen. You end up hurting yourself. You end up hurting your ministry by doing that. You have to stay away from that sort of thing. But you know, an example would be the people that just don't have, they don't have groceries. They don't have food for their home and you can go and buy them food once. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You can go and do that. But next week they come back again, asking for more. And then the week after that, they're asking for more while well, they're not coming for the gospel. Yeah. But better what would be to do is get them fed, sit down with them, get them understanding the church, get, I mean, as far as the gospel, what, what does the Bible teach about salvation for them and teach them to fish, yeah. teach them to do that stuff. I've had people here all the time at the church working that needed money. You need some money. I got a job. I got a job. You can come over here. Can't pay you much, but it's something that's better than nothing. And I mean, I've turned people away. There was a gentleman who he comes all the time and he says, I'm kind of hungry. And I'm wondering if, you know, you got a couple bucks for some food. I'm a little bit hungry. And I say, well, I don't have a couple of bucks, but I've got some food if you want. And every time like clockwork, he'll say, no, you know what? I'm okay. I'm going to go on. So there, there's, a, I mean, there's a way to do it. We have two or three cases, actually cans of soup. I think that are there in the kitchen mm -hmm. for people that ask. And we'll give it to them if they come with their hungry. And then I'm going to talk with them and say, hey, how did you end up like you ended up? How, how did you get here? I know a God that can help change you. But you're being empathetic towards them. You're being, you're having, you have empathy for them. And we've got to have that if you're going to win a soul. If you're going to win someone, you're going to have to, you're going to serve them. You're going to have empathy. If you're a leader in the church, you're a youth leader, a music leader. If you don't have empathy for people's situations in their homes, I'm telling you, people are going to, they're not going to want to be a part of your group. Eventually they're going to go away. If you don't have empathy that people travel or people struggle or that people, you know, sometimes they can't give or sometimes they can't show up to something. You can't just say, well, if you want ministry, then you, you need to be here. That is not empathetic. Hey, what, what is the holdup? Yeah. What is the issue? You need a ride? Let's arrange it. Yeah, I feel like we beat up on the youth leaders en enough. Let's pick we, on some. Let's some pick on some other guys. No, he needs leaders. to be picked on for some more. <laughs> if 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 someone can't show up, help them show up. Yeah, you know, it, and it, it might be as simple as what you're saying is like you have someone who who comes and they're they're getting in the church maybe and they're um, wanting to pray, sing, and they're doing everything that they're they're meeting the platform. Um, you know, guidelines right. and, and they're doing all that, but maybe their parents aren't in church. So, you know, and, and have empathy and not just, and maybe that's something that obviously like, I think the pastor would know that the youth leader would know that, but maybe if you're one of the praise singers, you may not understand why so-and-so and doesn't make right. it to practice on time or at all. And then, and why they're still trying to use them and, and right. things like that. And and I'm not making an excuse for those, you know, that, that make it a commitment. You got to fulfill that. But maybe some of those times there's challenges that they're just are out of their control. So right. I just say, I mean, if you're, you know, I would even go a step further and say, if you're, you're on the platform, like have some empathy with, for people, like, have some empathy let, with people, let them be part of the group. Um, when they're, when they're present and when they're able right. to, so if you're going to serve people, if you're going to be a servant leader, which is what Jesus Christ was, if you're going to be like him, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to be empathetic towards people. You're going to have to have empathy for people. Right. And, um, without that, you're, you're not going to be a servant leader. You're not going to, you're, you're eventually even not going to be a leader at all. Uh, especially here at faith mountain, <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to have to learn to respect, you know, people's home situation or what they could be going through. You're going to have to have some kind of empathy. Now that doesn't take away from the fact that some people have to grow up, that some people can't always sulk in their problems, but it's way too often we treat, especially new converts like converts, stop sulking, stop babying them. Don't baby them. No baby them. They're new converts. Yeah. Teach them, show them how to do it. 
Help them do it. Baby them a little bit. Don't do it for them. Eventually, they got to grab their own stuff. Eventually, they got to do their own thing. But don't treat them like, well, you just got to stop sulking and get up. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah, well, David fought a lot of other battles and had victories with God before he got to the point where he could encourage himself in the Lord. Sure. You know, David, David, had, he went through a lot of other things before that boom, that moment in time. And we need to let people go through some things before we expect them to encourage themselves in the Lord. But we do want to build them to that. But if you're going to be a servant leader in the church, get comfortable with serving people. Get comfortable with serving people that even take advantage of you, that take advantage of that. Um, we, I said a minute ago, some people are going to take advantage of empathy. Yes, that's the nature of this. It is the nature of it. Get comfortable with that nature. It's just going to happen. Don't guard yourself from it. If you do, you're going to miss up. You're going to miss the one that won't take advantage, that will learn, that will. And those are the ones we're after. Sometimes you do have to sift through things to get the one, to get that one that God's after. And you can't uh, evade empathy in order to find that one, you have to use empathy uh, with every convert, every single person that you use. Um, you need to, there is this term that um, it's really important to servant leadership. And we call this, it's called, the term is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence, um, it, it's defined as the ability to perceive, use, understand, and manage your own emotions. Your own emotions, not someone else's. You can't tell someone else they can't feel that way. They have every right to feel that way. A person that practices emotional intelligence manages their own. If you're going to be a servant leader, you're going to have to gain some emotional intelligence. You're going to have to know. You're going to have to know. My wife tells me I still I got to stop using that word gonna. 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 I got to be a better speaker. Gonna. I got to be a better speaker. You're going to have to learn about emotional intelligence. Our emotions cannot govern our lives. They can't govern our lives in the church. They can't govern our lives in uh, our jobs, in our families, schools, wherever it's at. Our emotions cannot govern us. So you're going to govern us. You're going to have to have some emotional intelligence. One of the uh, positions that I think this is kind of, in, in the military at least, um, prominent to know that, hey, if you have good emotional intelligent, intelligence, you'll be good at this job as a first sergeant. And, and I know you probably have you know, in the army experiences with first mm -hmm. sergeants, because you know, yeah. army does have first sergeants as well. But in the air force, um, these first sergeants, they they have to be almost detached from certain situations, because uh, I can think of, you know, I don't even want to get into the, you know, they could mm -hmm. be defending somebody from doing something heinous within their home, within their right. family. It could be, um, well, they could be abusing their wife. They could be physically hitting. And abusing their wife. And as right. like a man, you know, a man of God, I just, you know, there's no tolerance for that. Right. So you don't want to help somebody out with that. But they will be going actually getting, um, you know, getting whether reprimanded, they'll be getting their, their their disciplinary action. And you have to sift away your emotionals, you know, your emotion. You got to use emotional intelligence. Right. You got to be able to say like, hey, um, you know, because they may be going through it. Right. They might be feeling a <laughs> This is this is tough, but they might be feeling down, and you kind of got to tell them like, "Hey, you have the rest of your career. We can get past this." And but meanwhile, in the back of your head, you're probably thinking yeah. like, "Man, this." I will never I cannot believe that you did this. You know? I will never forget the words of my late pastor, Brother Webb. And one day, we had just had this service, and it was a great service, and there was someone that he was pulling to pulling for, and and they just weren't listening. They just weren't. They weren't listening at all. They were being stubborn like all of us can be. And I was so upset and I was frustrated and I was angry. 
and I came to Brother Webb. You know, they were doing some things. I won't talk about what they were doing, but they came. I came to Brother Webb, and I said, Brother Webb, why don't you just put the hammer down? <laughs> why don't you just put the hammer down? Just down the hammer here. It yeah, is. <laughs> here, here. I'll back you up. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm behind you on this, Pastor. He looked at me and said, Brother Chavez, just let me love him for mm. a little while. Just let me love him for a little while. And I remember that conversation. He knows what they're doing. He knows what they're saying about him. He knows how they're treating their family. He knows what's going on. He was extremely emotionally intelligent. He knew what the will of God would be for them. And he wanted to love them. And he wanted to just work with them. And he knew how to put his emotions aside and look at them through God's eyes. And that's what emotional intelligence does. Mo emotional intelligence helps you look at people through God's eyes and not through our, through our own uh, carnality, if you want to say. And I don't like using that word because someone may not understand what it means to be carnal, right? But our flesh, my own emotions get angry when I hear about a man that beats his wife. But God may see that man as a future Paul. Oh, yeah, that's a good you know, example. I, I may hate it that this person does that, but God sees them as whatever future this. And so I have to learn how to look at people through God's eyes and say, God, you see more in them than I do. Please help me to grow them, to you love think, them. You think um, then you could probably even recognize, and I don't know if we can try to dive into an example, but there must be clearly dangers of you know, being emotionally involved, right? Because that's where, uh, when I think of emotional intel intelligence, I think of kind of separating, detaching yourself, being able to think clearly, being able to help people through what they need to and not diving straight in and being on the same emotional level as they are. You know? Yeah, well, you know, it, so it, I want to say it's a fine line, but I don't know if it is because if you're going to be in ministry, you're going to get hurt. You are unavoidably going to get hurt. If you're going to be within ministry within the church, don't, you can't avoid being hurt. It's just what's going to happen. But it's not up, it's up to you if you get jaded or not because you've been hurt. If you become hard because you've been hurt, that's not the person that hurts you fault. That's your fault. You have to bring those kind of things to God. So you need to be emotionally intelligent and say, I'm not going to get bitter over what happened to me. I'm not going to get bitter or what, yeah. or what happened, what I seen so-and-so do to somebody else as a leader in my church. I'm, I'm just not going to do that. That comes with the ground of ministry. Getting hurt happens. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've been hurt and I've cried and my wife and I have wept together and we got to get up the next day and love people just as fierce as we did if we weren't hurt at all. Yeah, and it's probably people that had almost maybe nothing to do with the hurt or had everything to do with the hurt. Maybe. You still have to yeah, maybe. get up and, and love on everybody around them and that didn't have anything And you got to love on them. With why. Yeah. And, yeah, and you got to love on them wow, too. And so, a, yeah. Big, it, that's a big, it's a lot to, to ask of a, of a servant leader. But this is, I mean... Talking about it, I think it makes it practical. It right. makes it something where you're like, okay, it does. I now, didn't equip myself with this. On things. the spiritual side of things or the biblical side of things, you look at Jesus Christ on the cross that says, forgive them for they know not what they do. We hear that as obvious and go, well, yeah, you know, I can do that. Well, can you? Really? Can you when someone's taken total advantage of you? And can you love them again? Can you go back to a Peter after he denied you? Three times, can you, can you do like what Paul did uh, when he said, "Bring John Mark." Now he has profit to me, but several chapters, months, or however long it was before, he said, "Get him out of here. He's a baby. He's no good. He's nothing. He's not fit for the ministry." And then months later, it's bring John Mark. He he's profitable to me. You know, can can you really love just as fiercely? before it is very difficult yeah. it is really difficult um and so you but emotional intelligence praying about this and working on this will help you be a more effective leader it'll be a more effective you'll be a more effective leader you'll be more spiritual you will you'll be better a better father or a better mother or a better employee or a better boss by addressing your own personal emotional intelligence 
Um, if you don't address that, if you don't work on this characteristic as a servant leader, you'll fail. You will eventually, you'll, you'll hurt people. You'll become jaded. You won't invest in people like you should. And it is hard. Don't get this wrong. It's hard to address these issues in yourself. It's hard to address your own personal emotional intelligence um, because we're all human. And when someone lashes at me, I do bite back. I, it, it's part of my nature, my human nature. And so to work on my emotional intelligence um, is very, very difficult. But it is a characteristic that I need to work on. Um, and in this characteristic, people, if they're not practicing on it, practicing it right, they add other characteristics that will really um, limit this one. Like a, a servant leader should have foresight. They should be able to look into the future and get a basic idea of what the challenges are ahead of them. Right. But if you don't practice good emotional intelligence, if you don't have your own emotions in check, you'll look at people and they will remind you of someone that hurt you before yeah. and you won't use them mm -hmm. because I know what that person's going to do. I know what they're going to be like. You I'll stay away from you that. You generalize guy. people. Yeah. You generalize people. Um, and so you can start really down a bad road of servant leader characteristics if you don't practice these things right. If you don't. And part of that, now, we, now we'll circle back to this. A piece of that is uh, good self-evaluation. If you can look at yourself and say, well, I'm not very empathetic. Don't just say it. Work on it. Start working on your empathy. Well, I don't have good emotional intelligence. I'm just not an emotional person. I'm just not an emotional person. Yeah. Or if you're too emotional. You know, so, you, yeah. You jump in. And, it's still. And, and now that, that person's divorce becomes your divorce. Right. And you're trying to patch up things that, you know, you know, take prayer. You know, right. you know it takes God's will to, to work that out. Yes. But you're, but you're going to do everything in your human yes. <laughs> nature to try to, and, and you're forcing things that maybe. It's that's like that's emotional time. intelligence too, time. knowing when to stop. Yeah. Yep. I like that. When that person's divorce becomes your divorce, right. you can't let it get there. You can't, because then, um, some people are, some things are time suckers. Some things will just do that. But when you're a servant leader in the church, um, sometimes getting too involved or not enough evolved is, is a, is a bad thing. You know, it, 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 and it messes you up. So you need to know what that balance is. You need to figure that out. You need to be honest with yourself. I, I'm, if you're not the pastor of the church, don't act like the pastor of the church. Don't act like if the pastor has not given you the authority to do those things, don't take the authority to do those things. Yeah. If you do, you're showing a really low emotional intelligence. <laughs> you're showing and a no low threshold of that. Yeah. And no foresight. Yeah. And you see that that's going to get you talked to. <laughs> right. Or in trouble. Or you're going to mess up. Worst case scenario is you're going to mess up that person you're trying to help. Because you're just, you're not doing what's in the realm of your authority to do. Um, and so practicing emotional intelligence, developing emotional intelligence is a really big deal. And you need to learn how to practice that. You need to. Find out how to develop that. And some of that is developing that through prayer and mentor, being mentored by somebody who's got a good motion, emotional intelligence, such as your pastor. Um, a lot of the characteristics, I guess you can say, they are developed through your pastor to you. you. You develop them through your pastor. He'll help you with those. Um, and, and you can develop them through the authority of your pastor. So like empathy and emotional intelligence you can foresight is another i know we mentioned it you can get messed up by it um but your pastor can help develop you with that um i want you know and i was thinking about this while you're saying that pastor i think of people try to use people that do not have good emotional intelligence as an example 
of why it's so important. I, I think back to a supervisor I had. Man, I love this guy. He he would look out for me. Um, but sometimes if I brought issues to him, he was almost like an like a overprotective dad. You know, like he mm-hmm. just go in guns a blazing. And I would feel bad for the commotion I would start if I brought an issue to him. And I was like, hey, th- this guy, you know, he's not checking out this tool to me, and and I really need this tool to do my job. And he would go in there guns a blazing. And then it comes, I come to find out, like, well, hey. I didn't check that tool to you because we didn't have any more here in the in in the sports section. Right. So I can't even give you that tool. And I just started some. So I realized, okay, hey, I need to think through this problem. One, that was my fault. I need to think right. through the problem a little bit better. But I realized, okay, certain issues I could take to him. But if I play, you know, if I if I play the helpless lamb card, I mean, this guy's gonna go. He's gonna come off the top ropes, elbow drop. Like he's gonna. Yeah. He's really gonna <laughs> go full. He's full send. And I gotta be careful of using people that do not have emotional intelligence, you know, to help me solve through problems, um, solve problems, right. work through problems. Yes. And, and I just, I wanted to say that because as a servant leader, you need to be able to recognize when maybe someone, you know, in your, uh, and I, I, you know, I'd hope it wasn't your pastor, but maybe someone that is mentoring you, they don't have that uh, emotional intelligence, be able to spot that and work on your own. Um, you know, I wouldn't ever, I would never call out, you know, somebody, but that was, um, you know, had authority over me or, you know, even like my sure. pastor, right? Right. But I would, I would say use it, those examples to help you define and, and yeah. get comfortable in your emotional. Yeah. So all of this is this, this whole podcast and we're, I mean, in this episode today, we're talking about this emotional intelligence. It, it, it It's for anybody. It's for me. I have done this, not just, I've been pastoring for three years now, evangelized for a, a decent amount, four or five years military for a long time. I've had to develop some emotional intelligence, even as leader, even as a leader, I've had to come to myself and say, man, I I didn't handle that good. I let my emotions get the best of me with how I treated that soldier or that saint or what, or that church. When I was evangelized, I didn't handle that right. I had to come to terms with that. Um, so, I mean, this is, this is for whether you're a saint or you're someone new in, in, in servant leadership, or you're a pastor that's been doing this for a while, you can develop yourself and you can develop your emotional intelligence, um, how you control your emotions. So, and I can easily say that if you can learn to control your emotions, then in the church, you can learn to hear better from God. If you can get your emotions out of the situation, you can hear from God more clearly. Yeah, you can help people. You can actually help people. And see yeah. solutions that your emotions can't see um, because you're allowing yourself to talk to God better and you've gotten your emotions out of it. Now, don't get that wrong. God, you can let you can hear from God and God can control your emotions. But you've got to come to a place where you understand this is your emotions or this is God. This is my human frailty getting angry or frustrated uh, or disappointed or this is God getting angry, frustrated, or disappointed. And you've got to know the difference between the two. And your emotional, developing your emotional intelligence will help you do that. It will help you develop um, your, your spirituality. And then it'll help you on your job. Developing emotional intelligence can help you in any profession. In any profession. An emotionally intelligent person can also recognize the emotions of others. They really can. They can help recognize the emotions of others. This person's emotional right now. So they they won't, even though what I'm saying is right, they won't understand that because their emotions are running wild. So I can help them. Because now if you get two emotional people, well, you have a really bad marriage. Yeah. If you've got two emotional people, You've got a really bad marriage over emotional people. You've got a bad marriage. So you've, if you've got an overly emotional employee and an over emotional boss, you've got a really bad combination right there. You've got a bad workplace. You've got a bad workplace. It's going to get toxic. It's going to get bad. So if you've got, or you're developing your emotional intelligence, um, you can recognize while someone else's emotions are, they're pretty high. And so it might not be the time to approach them. It might not be the time to talk with them about my problem. It might not be the time to uh, teach them how to solve their problem because they're not going to see it. Again, the same concept of winning a soul. 
they're starving to death, they might not listen to Acts 2.38, right? So if a person's emotions are running wild, they might not want to hear your kids are out of control. They might not take that statement and only an emotional, intelligent person will be able to see that in somebody and say, you know, they can't take correction right now. What I need to do is help them escape. I need to, I need to help them escape for a minute. So that way their emotions can come down. I need to provide a place of comfort. Um, I need to provide a place of, of, uh, repose for them for a minute. Um, in marriage, sometimes your wife just needs a hug to bring emotions down. Sometimes she just needs somebody to talk to. You can't reason with it. You can't, nothing else is going to matter. There's just certain things and only an emotional intelligent person can see that. Right. And I feel like when emotions are high, like logic normally finds its way out the window. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's yes. nowhere to be found in, and and you as a good you know servant leader will recognize that like, Hey, I'm not going to make any, any headway on this. I'm not going to, you know, I have to, you have to be able to realize emotions are high right now. Um, and you, you said, you know, they're not going to listen to Acts 238. They're not going right. to, you know, I'm thinking of like doing a Bible study and they're, they're telling you maybe venting how their week went, um, you know, sort that out, help them, you know, help them just even if, again, use your effective communication, listen, just listen and, and decide where you need to have some empathy and then let that steer your path towards, you know, Hey, let's get back on, you know, you're there with the intent to do Bible study, and it might, you know, it might cancel out where you just were effective in the in the in the department of communication, where you're just going to listen, and you listen to them for 45 minutes, hour, hour and a half, maybe it even goes longer than what your Bible study would go. But you're going to build that rapport with that person. You're now right. going to be able to be an influencer in that person's life. Right. Where you're going to be able to help them later down the road. You're, you, and again, the foresight you're talking about—that's having good foresight. You're like yes. Hey, I can I could really dig my heels down and you're going to hear what I came to teach or I'm going to listen to you fully. I'm going to give you all my attention. Um, I may not even have a solution, but I, we're going to pray yep. like we would at the end of our Bible study. And then I'm going to see you again right. next Tuesday or I'm going to see you Sunday and, and I'm going to help you out. Long, Only an emotional, intelligent person would understand that sometimes a Bible study needs to be a prayer meeting. There you go. It, it sometimes it does. Sometimes a Bible study needs to be a prayer meeting, and sometimes a prayer meeting needs to be a Bible study. And if you've got some emotional intelligence, then you can garner yourself. Um, an elder told me one time. You know, sometimes he said this. He said, "You know, sometimes young preachers have too much to say." <laughs> he he said that. He said, "You know, sometimes young preachers." Just have too much to say. I've got eight pages of notes I got to get through. And some, it, an emotionally intelligent person is a spiritually intelligent person. They cross roads. They're the same thing. It's the same thing to know when I've struck oil and when, do, when God's talking to me and telling me, you've drilled enough, you've struck oil, stop. Stop at page two. Don't stop go at page, page two. Eight. I don't need to get there. I don't need to go through and herd. Well, I'm never going to preach again. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You're, you're really never going <laughs> to preach again if you don't learn how to stop. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, young preacher, you've got too much to say, and you need to let the Spirit do more talking than you do. Um, that takes emotional intelligence. I'm going to control my emotions because I've spent so much time studying this. I've spent so much. To, you don't know what I went through to get this. I had to... I had to go to preaching.com and find this. It was hard. No. <laughs> uh, it, you, sometimes stay away from those sites. Okay. Don't pray. <laughs> don't, don't go that to those websites. Joke. That was a joke. <laughs> um, stay away from that. Um, if that's where you, if you get your sermon notes from other preachers, you might have a problem. You need to get your sermon notes from God. You need to pray about it. You need to, you need to do some serious pray about it. Um, that's going to get me a phone call, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm willing to take the phone call. I've been doing this for a little while. Emotional intelligence. Develop it. Get it right. Uh, what was the other one we talked about? Dialing back to the notes. Ah, we did a recap. We talked about, yeah, empathy. Be empathetic. He was feeling my pain right now. We were both forgetting. Empathy. Amen. Were we saying too much? Do you think it was because we were saying We might have been talking too much. Young no. preacher, you said too much this episode. <laughs> this podcast that we said too much. But yeah. it's all, you know what, that's, that was really good. I, I really do think those are some good characteristics of a um, good servant leader. Having 
empathy, knowing when to use when to use it, um, good emotional intelligence. I couldn't. We could sit here and probably do two or three episodes on emotional emo- intelligence oh. and go over examples of when yes. you have to use it. But you know, in in a nutshell, if you will, right? Um, just being able to to if you are too involved or you're not involved enough, you got to find the happy medium. You cannot help anybody. Right. And I and I probably experienced this because I am a very um, in the Air Force, they, they've always, uh, and I kind of hate it. Now, if someone in the Air Force is listening, I'm not blue. But they, they have these shades that they say, you know, and they'll say, like, orange is, like, super outgoing. And they're, they're you know, the initiators. <laughs> Gold are your organizers. And green are your people that they've, they've, they're in the rules all the time. And they only stick to the rules. They can't do anything outside the box. Blues are the ones that are kind of like, oh, you're just a big teddy bear. You love on everybody, right? And I, yeah. I've been known to be a blue. But... But I, I really do think it's because I've exercised and it. And I would say it was when I got into church is probably when I recognized that I was able to use good emotional intelligence when God really started working on me and saying, hey, look at people or people are experiencing what you have gone through, you know, and, and, and you're going to be one day you might be able to help them out. Just if you just live right. for me faithfully and do these things, I'm going to make you to where you can possibly help somebody else. So right. I think being obedient to that is when I realized, OK, hey, it's a. You know, in the military, like I said, they frown upon the blues because they almost feel like they're ineffective, that they just they, they help have people cry on their shoulders all the time. But you know what? If I can have somebody come in my office and I can help them sort through a, a situation, they are back at the job and they're doing their job better than they were because now that's one less worry. And let's bring it back to church. If I can if I can help something, somebody sort through a certain situation, they're yes. back here. They're 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 the reason. They're driving an altar call because of the way they're worshiping and the way they're praising or the way they're they're travailing in prayer, or whatever it is. And and now they're affecting the whole environment. You know, the 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 uh, the experience that everybody is having right. in, in in the church. So you know, I, I would say like it is very helpful. It's very useful to have some emotional intelligence about you. Yes, you need to develop it, and we probably will take some more episodes and discuss and dive into this and how to develop it, give you some things that you can look at and read it, but look it up for yourself. Look it up for yourself. Look up the words, emotional intelligence, how to develop emotional intelligence. There are some good books and some stuff on there that will help. And definitely primary develop a prayer life that will help you develop your emotional intelligence. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. Hope you got, hopefully you got something out of this um, episode Uh, empathy and emotional intelligence work on those and see where God will take you God bless have you always wanted to have a program on the radio if you can talk on the phone you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2 you can produce your program or we can help you produce it for more information tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.